best podcast host I've ever seen. Yeah, man. You are my 80s fantasy. <laughs> That's right. Here's a chocolate sundae with booze in it, just like you like. My malty booze? Yeah, baby. Anything for you. Bum, now, kiss bum, my little nippies. Bum, bum, bum. Phoebe Cates, man. She's coming out of the pool, bro. I think that's her name. I don't know references. Sandy, you know I don't know references. <sighs> Dude. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. That's like a reference that you need to know. You're right. <laughs> You're right, Dan. I'm a terrible human being. Yeah. We've established. Yeah, you are. That's Dan. I'm Jared. This show, we talk about independent films. And we watch them and we talk about we them. That's what we do. We do. And we make silly intros that either fall on their face or sing. Or fall on their face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was a reference to uh, a film we watched called Life on Pause. Life on Pause. Which we will cover very shortly uh today is a very special day yes man. what is what is the specialness of the day jared the specialness of the day is we are celebrating the man the myth the, the legend. legend motherfucking timothy j cox that's right it is our 32nd annual <laughs> timothy j coxathon the phones are ringing people are calling in to donate <laughs> What a great time. Please give if you can. Operators are standing by. <laughs> All proceeds go to... Timothy J. Cox. Timothy J. Cox. No, they go to us. We're just, he's just a pawn <laughs> in our game. He's just the face. For your new listeners, the new listeners here, we're making a big deal about uh, Timmy because he has been a longtime supporter of our show, submitting films whenever mm. he can. And they're always independent. They're always shorts. And um, he's just a delight to see on screen. So he gave us a couple more, and we are now going to review them. Yeah, he is a very charming individual, and he's a very good actor, and I appreciate everything he does. And I'm I'm just so excited to cover more stuff. Yeah, him, you know, I know you probably thought I was I wasn't being. You're like, all right, where's the joke in that? Like, there's no joke. <laughs> We're being <laughs> just trying to be nice. The Boy Who Cried Wolf. <laughs> okay, so we have three films, Life on Pause, An American Poet, and Live Health. Yes. Interestingly enough, Dan, Tim is only in two of these yes. films. As a matter of fact, one of the films is completely devoid of Mr. Cox, and yeah. I don't... I, I'm glad he sent it, but I don't understand how he's involved with it. That's, I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah. He'll... What's your deal, Tim? Why are you sending us films? You're not in. That's not how this works. No, I'm just kidding. I think it's nice. I think it's nice that he's like, Oh, I, you know, here's a film. Like maybe he's not involved with it at all. He's just like, this is a cool short. Yeah. Itself. That's probably what it, it is. You can absolutely do yes. that. That's great. But I was severely disappointed <laughs> because the entire time I was watching live health is what we're talking about. No, now. No, or no, I'm sorry. Not live health. Life on pause is what we're talking about now. Um, I'm like, where is Tim? Where is Tim? <laughs> he, he'll show up. He'll show up. There's like one minute left. I'm like, he's got to be. He'll he's, be the end He's got to be. He'll come out and do a monologue and everything will be okay. <laughs> so speaking of live health, let's cover it. All right. 
Dan? Live Health. What is Live Health? Oh, man. Um, Live Health is about a uh, psychiatrist who has basically, you know, COVID has struck the world and all healthcare providers, including psychiatrists, must, you know, refrain from meeting in person. So all all of the therapy sessions are now over Zoom. And it's about a doctor's struggle with this transition, essentially. That's what live health mm-hmm. is. Now, this film spoke to me on a personal level because I used to go to therapy and it was great. And then COVID hit and then they're like, we want to do it over the phone. And I'm like, nope, that sounds weird. So I haven't. Why not? I just, it's so bizarre to me to have a therapy session over the phone. I don't know. I just I didn't like it. So I um stopped doing therapy because COVID, and it's sad. Dan, you should try to do it over the phone. It's but, not bad. But no, it, like I know people who do it. Over consider the, phone, the message of great. this film, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But think about the hardships of this this doctor like it's not the same as being in person you're right you're right it isn't the same but i mean doing you, you could do the video call where you're both talking back and forth and everything i i still think it could be help well whatever you're a grown-ass man do what you want so yeah live health this was uh written and directed by uh timothy j cox yes and is it his directorial debut and jamie cox his wife which i am assuming is his wife is this his directorial debut? Yeah, it could be. But, uh, okay, so how did you like this little short? I... Love health. Well, like I said, I felt it was very sad. And it, it really tugged at my yeah. heartstrings in a way that um, I wasn't ready for, I guess. Like, because it's not inherently sad. Like, there's nothing about it that makes you want to cry, I guess. But because of my personal connection to it, I feel... Like, okay, so there's this one scene in the film where it's about this guy who took the doctor's advice and it failed. And he, what what happened was, like, he wants to connect with his daughter. They're estranged. And um, he tried what the doctor suggested and it failed. And he came on the, the health hotline to be like, yeah, thanks, uh, but it didn't work. Uh, now I'm dealing with that. So, and it just it's that moment of just desperation and just realizing that you're in you're in this on your own and this disease and i mean like timely i guess i'm gonna date the podcast with talking about covid but it really has shifted the balance of a lot of different professions and this is one of them i really wanted to keep the COVID out of our show but this is what people want to make yeah so if people make this you know, make shorts about it and they submit it to us, we're not going to ignore them. We're going to cover them. And this is a part of what's going on, yeah. right, currently. So I'm fine with it. Um, it definitely had, like, okay, you're watching it. First of all, not enough Timothy J. Cox acting in this. It's a lot of him just, like, listening to people and talk. I, I and I want to address that. Because, yes, it was disappointing not to see him talk and not to see him, you know, be a psychologist or be, you know, that therapist. Mm-hmm. But... I found meaning in the lack of therapy. All we do is we hear the problems, but we never hear the response. And that mm-hmm. that's a really significant, I don't know, it just it, that made it so heavy of a film. Oh, no, yeah. I thought that was really good. I kind of wish with uh, Tim's character, maybe they would have uh, had a little bit more to kind of build him up so that we care about him a bit more. I agree with that. 
because once the ball starts rolling, it you just have you have the calls coming in and you're like, I don't know who this person is. Like, I'm not really relating. You have to relate to their issue rather than care about the characters. The character could have been built intermittently throughout the, the different calls that are being made. Like, you know, cut to this call mm-hmm. and then cut to him making coffee and like doing something that gives us a clue to as his character. I mean, there was one scene that that kind of happens but it doesn't necessarily reveal inner psychology of a character. It doesn't give the depth to the character is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's hard because you don't want to just film the character like getting ready in the morning because that's not really going to give you any information. You have to figure out some way to be like, oh, this is the type of person he is just through images. And uh, I mean, that's what makes filmmaking a delicate dance. B-roll, B-roll of book stacks, you know, he's a, he's a learned <laughs> individual. <laughs> do a scene where he's just huffing uh glue that'll be really <laughs> good like, wow we know a lot about him now this guy's unhinged i don't know i don't know i'm trying sometimes this is kind of a comedy show i'm kind of so i try to do jokes i don't know oh this is a comedy show for sure uh when we're hosting <laughs> get it? everything we do is get a comedy it? we're terrible uh, oh man oh boy anywho I was kind of like, all right, I'm along for the ride. It was okay. And then the ending was fantastic. Yes. The ending was really good. Um, A couple things I'll say is the room tone is off. So a lot of great camera switching, you know, to keep things interesting because it's just people on Skype or whatever. So really good jumping back and forth. But whenever they jump to certain scenes, you would hear the room, uh, the noise, the white noise in Mm -hmm. the background in some scenes and then other scenes it's not there. Like you should just have it all gone put some like low music maybe under or, it or, or just different just get your own track of room tone like find a find a Have specific, everything yeah, room find tone, a specific yeah. tone that you want to achieve and then take the room tone out of a different scene and ins- insert the the control room tone instead yes and then also drop that fucking room tone like maybe to one third of what it was the um the thing that I was a little apprehensive of is the the bars. Um, whenever you're filming vertical screen, like you know, on a cell phone, it, like you give the black bars. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes whenever you are watching films, like they get inserted like that, and it's unavoidable. But I, I don't know. There might have been another way around that to make it make more sense. Like actually film the computer, possibly. If that, if I don't know, because sometimes lighting mm. might make that really difficult to do and like filming screens can be strange because of all the pixelation so i guess it makes sense in terms of a production thing yeah it's just those bars sometimes i'm picky with them oh so you're saying in a couple of shots it would switch to horizontal bars well no anytime that it would cut to the person talking oh i see yeah 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 i think it would have been better i mean this would have been a little harder to do but actually have a camera with the other people and filmed head on that would have been really slick but again that would have been way harder to do way harder to do well i mean just logistically just getting a camera to those people for sure because you know this probably this whole thing was probably um uh done remotely i mean all power to them because like creating art whenever we're all separated is like especially with filmmaking like you need people to make a film yeah it's funny because, like, my solutions to <laughs> to this short are, uh, so COVID's happening, but just pretend like it's not. <laughs> what if you all just got together anyway? <laughs> like, dummy, idiot. 
All right. Anyways, okay. So, Live Health. Go watch it. It's on YouTube. You can find it on his YouTube page. Yeah. Timothy J. Cox. Now. Yeah, these are all shorts. Yes, all shorts. By the way, I don't know if we said that. Uh, okay, an American poet. Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Colin. Paul Lawrence Dunbar. An American poet. Now. That's right. Dan, what is this about? Well, okay. So, this is about a man named Paul Lawrence Dunbar, who was a American poet. And he is meeting with the mayor of Dayton, Ohio, to share the stage at a 4th of July celebration. Now, the problem with this is there's a giant shark eating everybody in the water. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 4th of July. Um, oh. <laughs> no, the problem with this is um, Paul Lawrence... And the mayor won't yeah. listen. <laughs> Paul Lawrence Dunbar... He he wants to wear his hat, right? He wants to wear his hat and yeah. perform this this amazing piece. And th this piece is like this really intense poem about the plight of African Americans in the United States in the early 1900s, before civil rights mm -hmm. and things. And the mayor has come to his house to say, I want you to be with me, but if you wear the hat, it's going to seem like you're making a statement and you got to be concerned about politics. And the, there's a contention with that. So there's the conflict. Paul Lawrence Dunbar wants mm -hmm. to wear the hat and... Um, Mayor, what's his name? Mayor Snyder does not want him to wear the hat. And they're having... And the, the mayor is played by... Timothy J. Timothy J. Cox. Cox. Hell yeah. Now, this one, we get the most acting out of Tim, and it's wonderful. Oh, and it's so good. Probably one of his better films that we've seen, honestly. Like, so many... He has such a good range. Like, I really like the one where he played the psycho in the woods was like about a box or oh, something. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like mm -hmm. we, we get to see this huge range of, of, of him, but he was super – everybody in this this particular film was so good. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. It, the dialogue is excellent in this movie. Everything about it was very well done. There were a couple things that kind of took me out of it, like um, the younger guy, his assistant, his hair was like really <laughs> punk. And I'm like, ah, that hair, <laughs> that hair's distracting me. I'm like, it shouldn't be here. But it was fine. It was fine. I got over it. What about fast. the uh, the the modern lock on a 1903 door? <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. That's funny. But like uh, little things like that, it's like, come on, we don't have the budget to like actually, you know. Yes, they do. They need to make perfect films. That's the rule. Make perfect films for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was interesting because it a short like this will spark people's interest in looking up Paul, mm -hmm. Paul Dunbar, and and finding out more about him and how much of an influence he was in in like the early 1900s for sure. And um, the mayor wants Paul to take his hat off during the national anthem. Yes. I think is what's going on, yes. right? And and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then it's funny because, like, Paul's mom is just like, it's just a hat. Like, what are we even doing here? Like, this is so silly. Why does it matter if someone takes their hat off or not? Oh, that leads to the most amazing ending. I love the ending of this film so much. Well, let, well tell us. Tell us. And I'll tell you my So thoughts. there's – okay. So this film is basically consists of the argument at dinner and then – the mayor's like just he's not disgusted but he's he's frustrated that uh dunbar doesn't want to give up the hat he's gonna leave he's like whatever i'm out because they were gonna audition dunbar and they wanted to hear this poem and on his way out the mayor's like yeah i'm, I'm leaving peace and then dunbar starts reciting his poem and then it's it's so heavy and then it engages everybody yeah. in the room immediately it's so good and he's like well 
I guess that's that. And we still have our differences. I'm going to leave. And the mom's like, oh, hold on, Mayor Snyder. You forgot your hat. And it's like (laughs) something in the dialogue alludes to we've been making all of this hullabaloo about a hat. And I, I just I forgot mine anyway. So it's it's oh, it was so brilliant. So he does decide like okay, you can definitely go. He, but he's like just know that people are going to be pretty yes. mad. There's going to be a group of people who are going to be upset about what you're doing. And of course this whole thing is just kind of showing what's going on in our current yeah, time absolutely. with like the kneeling thing during the anthem. Yeah, and, the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Yeah. So and I think it was done so well and I I love the allusion to that and how like this kind of struggle's been going on for that long. So thoughtful and so well done. The camera work in this is really good. The acting is good. Uh, it's everything I want out of an old Timmy Cox movie, you know? Yes. He's in it. Tim is in the film. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it. He's acting. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they'll hire Tim and he just doesn't show up. And they're like, well, you got to pay him. But the delivery of the poem by A. Slate. Oh, it was oh my real God. So good. A. Slate fantastic delivery really it's it's like a beat poem before it's a beat poem i guess or it's like a poetry slam before it's a poetry slam and it's it's so impressive to watch somebody recite poetry from memory it was i i felt it very inappropriate that um whenever he was about to leave the mayor's like barracuda what's that shark you got yourself a panic (laughs) (laughs) cut that out we're going to need a bigger poem. <laughs> Amity, as you know, means friendship. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have to keep the shark bits. The shark bits are the best part of the goddamn Okay, okay stop. We don't want to undermine the the heaviness and the the art of this this short. It's just it's funny because it's a mayor during 4th of July and it just that's it reminded me of jaws. Okay, in our last film short is life on pause yes yes uh, salute to the yes. 80s videography ah uh this was directed by steven lifshey l-i-f-s-h-e-y lifshey i hope i'm saying your name correctly uh and dan what is this about this is about a man who's a videographer but he, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, home videography. He, he has a camcorder and he's been in the 80s, in the 80s and he's been right? messing around with this camcorder since college. And the crush of his life, um, he, at one point she invites him to a party and he, she's like, I want you to I want you to film this whole party. And then he finds out that she is um, engaged. And then six months later, she asks him to do the videography for her wedding. And. Mm-hmm. Um, hijinks ensue because he has a crush on her and um, yeah that's basically the the conflict of the film so okay I want to get the names right so Adam is the main character Valerie is the crush and Trevor is like the extreme bonehead that is uh, dating Valerie right yes overall what did you think of this movie I thought the comedy worked a lot of the time there was moments that I did laugh out loud because it was silly. Like it's silly comedy. And then, um, I liked the narrative plot, I guess is the best way of saying it. But most of all, I liked how it was an homage to the eighties without being 
overbearingly like like a stupid film like uh, 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 Kung Fury. Like let's oversaturate it with eighties nostalgia. <laughs> I, I think this had a really proper balance, and um, it was a fun movie, especially at the end whenever the bloopers were happening. Happening. I felt I don't know. I I really wasn't into this. Really. One. No, it it felt just like too hyperactive. The camera was just going everywhere all at once. It was it was very hyperactive, and I think that was part of its charm. I guess mm. to me, it was it. Think about the way the the character is like. He's a very erratic dude, and like the the camera yeah. work kind of follows him. I think I also didn't like how this film does a lot of digital zooming. Mm. Instead of like a camera lens zoom and that kind of stuff is very noticeable. I mean, if you have a digital camera, like what? I mean, this is you got to work with what you got. But but Jared, it's about eighties technology and oh, and camcorders. Like they probably used the right. camcorder, and that's what the te- the technology was. Oh no! Do you really think that's why? I'm but sure. I hate it so much. Well, oh, I hate it so much. <sighs> But here's the thing. Okay, if you want to emulate, so like if the scene is we are looking through the 80s camera and it is zooming in and out and looking terrible, that's fine. But I'm talking about when they're just filming scenes in the movie. Now, that's kind of meta what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, but I still, it's just, you made a great point, honestly, because there's a a scene where um, Adam is talking to Valerie and then Trevor walks into frame and you don't see his face. And then they cut to a head-on shot of Valerie and Trevor, but the camera's zoomed in, so you can't see Trevor's face. So it starts with them zoomed in. Then it zooms out so you can see him. And I'm like, this is the weirdest way I've ever seen anyone be entered into a scene. Like a reverse zoom. It was bizarre. But if you're just like a camera guy trying to catch all the shots, yes. it kind of makes it, sense if you're like the... What, what I like about it, I guess, in probably now that I'm hearing your opinion about it, I just, I have an appreciation for the medium of video in general. Like film is great. And I, I, I love film studies, but video specifically and how it evolved from the 1970s onward is, is really fascinating to me because it's all through digitization. It's, it's an electronic medium instead of a analog medium. I gotcha. Well, I, I guess digital would be the best way of describing it. Digital medium instead of an analog medium. Anyway, um, how did you like the comedy? Like, did the comedy work for you? Really? Mm, no. Really? <laughs> Not really. I was just so... Uh, I was just so... The movie just had ADHD, and it was hard for me to stay in the film because it just... We were just going at a breakneck speed. It felt like they had an entire film and they cut it down into a short. And I'm just like, this is just, we're flying. We're flying through this. And there was a point where they they made a joke of like, uh, he was having like his his weird fantasy with the girl. And I'm like, that was kind of cringy to me. Oh, and then dude, they had. Like, uh, there's one scene. Okay. It was one of his fantasies that during whenever he was, um, he was filming the wedding. So during that fantasy, and she looks over at him, she's like, how are you doing, Adam? And he just, like, smiles and, like, slowly raises up a thumb. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> that was perfect. And there was, then there was another thing where it's like, you think that the... So Trevor and Valerie are getting married. Yeah. And Adam's like, okay, 
Uh, I thought maybe I could get Valerie to break up with Trevor. It's not working. So he's like, I'm going to, uh, okay. There was an amazing transition where Adam was at a party and it's like a profile shot of him holding his camera. Mm -hmm. Then it transitioned, uh, same shot, but now he is in a suit yeah. and now he's at the wedding where he's going to yeah, film. That, that was, was awesome. really, really cool. So there are some, there's some slick stuff going on in this movie for sure. So we have the, he's like, Oh, I'm going to film your wedding. And it's going to be so good. It's going to be the best, uh, wedding video you've ever seen. And then it says six months later. And then it cuts to like, the finished product and it you know it's like it looks like a shitty 80s it's a shitty but he, can't, know, get, video, he right? can't get on purpose he can't get anywhere he he's trying to film the bride and groom through this amount of people he doesn't know how to be assertive and say get out of the way which i've filmed weddings before and it's a pain in the ass so i feel for this guy <laughs> and um it's but then the thing is it's like so it cuts to him and it shows the finished product but then it cuts right back to the to the wedding and he's still filming then we find out later that like he had screwed up all of the video. No, he didn't you know, he hit because he didn't hit life on he, pause. He didn't hit record. He left it on pause. And it's like yeah, oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. He never hit record. So then that whole six months later gag that never happened. No, that's what I'm trying to say. Are we in a time paradox where there's like alternate timelines? One where he recorded and one where he didn't. It was so weird that I thought the plot was going to keep moving through that timeline we weren't gonna like just jump into the future jump back and then say oh yeah that future we jumped to mm -hmm. doesn't exist <laughs> and i'm like what is happening <laughs> i don't know these are nitpicks it was all done for the gags yeah and this is a celebration of digital films yes. i guess that is my biggest issue with it because i don't like it <laughs> i don't like digital film. Uh, but you 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 yourself used I have used it, and I, I didn't like it then. I, I, I don't know. Here, here's what I'll say. Just don't use the digital zoom. Then you're fine. You, you're just going to have to put the camera where it is. If you want to zoom in, you better walk your ass closer. <laughs> that's, that's what I would do. I know it sucks, but like... Because the, the digital zoom does artifacting, and it makes things grainy, and it looks awful. Now, if you're trying to emulate the old 80s cameras, that makes sense. Mm. But I guess the meta of it is what uh did you watch the bloopers like you didn't laugh at any of the punchlines about him having his penis out like come on <laughs> <laughs> one of the punch no i don't dude. know uh... so the what what i'm referencing is um he has this dream at the beginning of the film where he he um he's he's getting ready to film this wedding and he's nervous about it so you know he he goes to the wedding and he's like, I'm here finally. And everybody turns around and they look at him in shock and it like pans out. And then you see, he doesn't have pants on. And mm -hmm. the, the groom has a silly, a silly, uh, uh, a penis pun. Like you don't have any pants on pun. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. That was just fun. It was, it made me like go, haha, like kind of chuckly, maybe just smile. It's made me smile. But then at the end, there's a, there's a blooper where they just take all of the takes of those punchlines and oh the different things he says they got so funny like my favorite one is like the the woman's like the wedding videographer is here and then uh, the guy's like well it looks like the church got a new member i'm like ooh oh. <laughs> nice 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 good. members is dick everybody <laughs> oh right there i don't i i feel like the again the camera work wasn't letting me appreciate a lot of the gags because of how just quick the cuts were 
we I, I don't know we couldn't we couldn't like give breathing room to any scene we're just fucking flying we're flying um and that could be an issue with just it being a short I well i mean that's always um, the 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 issue but i'm impressed that they managed to get a coherent narrative into 15 minutes despite it being something that flies by all the narrative elements are there like it tells a story and it it, it makes sense so and it's all about 80s videography. So whatever, Jared, whatever. You're right. <laughs> I know. I'm a big stick in the mud. It's It happens. <laughs> all right. So now uh, now it's the time where we we fold our, our Timothy J. Cox flag and we put it back in the box until we summon it next year. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, Dan, do do plugs. yes. You can find do us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail um, We have a Patreon that is for. I mean, anybody can join it. We have a one dollar tier, a three dollar tier, a five dollar tier. But the five dollar tier is specifically for filmmakers who want to get their film reviewed faster because our current wait time for filmmaker submissions is six months. If you give us five dollars and you can only you you only have to pay it once, you can cancel your subscription afterwards we'll put you on a big list Mm -hmm. or a smaller list i mean and your film will be reviewed in a timely manner that's right we'll put you on an even bigger wait list (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so thank you all for listening if you like the show please tell other people about it or you could like give us a review on a thing i guess i don't know i get people say that's good and i'm like ah all right. I'd rather you just tell the people about yeah. it and get word of mouth, to guys. That makes me happy. Yeah, mouth mouth the word. That's what I like. Necropodicon.com is the website. Go check it out. A lot of good podcasts on there. Uh, appreciate you, Dan. You got the final word. You know the thing about a shark is he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's <laughs> eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't. Seem to be living until they bite you. Those black eyes all over white. Oh, you hear that horrible, terrifying.